This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, welcome back to another episode. Happy Wednesday. Before we actually get into today's episode, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Helfrich Collective Clothing. If you're really excited about Black Friday sales, I would suggest you go onto the website and you sign up for the SMS. It's just a little hint, a little preview. You're welcome. And I would also like to thank BetterHelp for giving all of us 20% off on any sessions. The link is down in the description. Also, just a reminder to go join the group chat. It is linked down in the description. It is the most fun group chat you'll ever be a part of. The girls in it are so nice, so sweet. I ask for their advice on every single episode. We've been talking about gift guides and what we're wanting for Christmas lately. And it's really fun. So be sure to go and join it. Also, if you love this podcast, please don't forget to rate it, share it on your stories, send it to a friend, send it to your mom, send it to your cousin, send it to your ex, and rate the podcast and follow us on Instagram. Okay, so now getting into today's episode, I have a very special guest for the first little bit, and then he's going to piece it out of here. Dino, welcome back. Welcome back, baby. We're currently fighting because Dean spilt coffee all over me today. I didn't spill coffee on you. You spilled spilled, coffee on you because you were scared when I sneezed. He spilled coffee all over me today. He decided that he... Well, okay, so he was having like a sneezing attack and he decided that he should grab my arm that had my coffee cup in it and it shook my coffee cup and it got all over my hoodie. But luckily, I do have a few other sweaters. This is fake news. I can't believe you're throwing me under the bus like this in front of everybody that wasn't there. Not at all what happened. I sneezed near her. She got scared. She jumped. You grabbed my arm. She jumped. And spilt coffee all over. That is such a lie. She'll have you think I grabbed her arm, but I did not. That is such a lie. Might be a little little bit of a lie, but don't you? You don't have to tell people that. Yeah, you do. No, be cool. But, anyways, we're gonna do a little life update lately we also have a lot to share on love is blind so if you've if you've watched love is blind and have some opinions on the episodes then listen to this if you haven't watched love is blind or you don't want the spoilers skip ahead i'm gonna say skip ahead to around 10 minutes it's probably ideal we have a lot to say yeah Okay, do you want to start us off? Oh, I'm ready. I don't oh. even know where to start. Oh, I'm fired okay. up. I have all the opinions. Go ahead. Show gets me just gassed up. <laughs> okay. Um, I would die for Brennan and Alexa. Same. Immediately. I would Same. die for them. They're perfect. Same. I love them. Same. Um, 
I, Raven and SK. Oh, I my wouldn't God. die for Raven and SK, but I like them. I, would I think they're now. a lot better. I would I think now. Not it, on the show, but I would like now in real life. Yeah, they had they the are. biggest like turnaround from like mm-hmm. how I felt about them at the start, where I was kind of like, Raven sucks. She does too many push ups to like, oh, I actually kind of like when, them. When Raven did jumping jacks and Bartiz was like sharing his life story. Now I look on, back on it and I'm like, okay, good for her. Yeah, but at fuck the him. moment we were like, oh my God. No, we hate him. What a He's savage. the worst. The worst. But yeah, okay, so let's get into that guy. That guy. Fuck that guy. I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Dude's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Absolute scumbag. Absolute jerk. Just maybe the worst human being ever. I don't even know. Him and Cole are like 1A and 1B, but at least like Cole, like Zeneb wasn't also ideal. Whereas like for Bartise and Nancy, Nancy was perfect and Bartise was just the biggest jerk. And I was so ready for her brother to just drop him. I wanted to see people just toss bombs at each other at the wedding. Yeah. Just I wanted to see hands flying and just. They were about to. Oh, he was ready. The brother was ready. Ready. He literally was sitting there and was like, what the fuck is this? He went straight, like ready to go fighting. Like he was just pumped up. You just see the vein popping in his forehead. He was ready to go. And you know what? I don't blame him. I wanted to climb in there and get his back. I had his back. Let's go. Let's beat the shit out of this guy. And then (laughs) in the reunion, they're just like, well, wasn't it like three days later you were like on a boat with like a blonde girl sitting on your lap? And I was just like scumbag. No, literally it was like the day after that he like went and hooked up with someone. So he was obviously like talking to somebody before. It's not like, hey, I I almost got married yesterday. Want to go out? Oh, sure. Let's go out right now. That didn't happen. Obviously, obviously he... I mean, we knew he didn't like her. Yeah. We knew and he then, didn't like her the entire time. But then at the reunion, time. the reunion, he's just like, I don't want to talk about my sex life. And everyone's like, no one brought up your sex life. So he hooked up with this girl. Love that for him. Just fully, like, completes his, like, WWE heel arc of it all. Like, just the worst. No, but the you know worst, what's annoying is worst. he was like, I don't want to talk about my sex life. And everyone went, <laughs> yeah. okay. Nobody else wants to no, talk but about then, your se- but then sex they life, just, dude. No, but then they, like, dropped it. Like, no one kept going at him okay like he did not get enough heat that he should he was the villain he was the menace to society he was the menace on the entire show he sucks he literally i hate this man so much the abortion talk don't even get me started you know who i hate almost equally though is the two hosts because they didn't go in on him they didn't go in on matt and colleen they went in on cole deservedly so but bartice needed people to just go in on him it should have been two parts and it should have been like one part was just them smashing bartice into the freaking earth (laughs) and the second one should have been like smashing zeneb and cole six feet under like that's how it should have gone it was just the whole thing was just absurd did i tell you about um the tiktok that i saw that apparently they did like confront Matt's aggression and stuff. It just didn't air on the reunion. But why? I know why. Why? Like, did he That's scare the them? Did he, like, flex his muscles, and the producers like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. But maybe. then they threw Zeneb under the bus completely with the cutie story. They're like, nah, Matt's a good guy. We'll leave Matt out of this. Okay, wait. So let's talk about them. Okay, Cole is twelve. He's a twelve year old. Literally, a his apartment looked fetus. like he was a twelve year old. Yeah, they can't just take care of himself. Lived on his doesn't own. know how to do anything. Yeah. Didn't they? They were saying that he left his apartment. And when they came back, there was like duty in the toilet. They literally, he literally left his toilet unflushed. And he's like, oh, well, I had to rush out of my park. You weren't in that much of a rush. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't. Like you, you weren't. It just wasn't a thing. Okay. We talk about him and Zeneb. So 
I think she's fully justified in like 95% of the things that she says mm-hmm. where 100% he's the worst. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Bartise, like, I feel like knows better and is just like a bad person. I think Cole's just dumb. Yeah. And is yeah. just dumb and it's just like, what I say doesn't affect people when it like actually does. Right. So I think like she was fully justified in like everything where it's just like, oh, you put me down. You made me feel bad. You did this. You did that. Like 100%. Yeah. Like being like, oh, I would have been with Colleen yeah. if I'd yeah. seen her. Like I would have been yeah. with Colleen and not you. Like Colleen's the kind of girl that I'd be with and not you. Like not you. Colleen. Colleen's so pretty. You're not. Like so fucked up like dude come on get a grip just read the room maybe maybe that's not the move maybe you don't say that in front of your fiance like and then but my issue with her though is i think she had some issues like pre-meeting cole that kind of like reared its head while cole was there because cole was just an immature little boy Mm -hmm. so when she went in and she just like eviscerated him at the wedding i was like you go girl but then she was like and at the reunion she like went in on him on both i felt i actually felt bad for him at the reunion he was bawling his eyes out and was like so like so sad and then at the wedding he the stepmom or mom or whoever she is came up to him and was like it's okay and he was like i'm so sorry like yeah. i am so sorry but she came in she was like oh i don't know i don't know i still don't know like i didn't no, know till i was walking all. down the aisle girl you stood in the mirror for days and, and practiced rehearsed that. it yeah. don't pretend like that just came off the dome everything yeah. you said was so succinct and so perfect yeah and it was just you buried this guy you didn't just like oh i'm just gonna make this up as i go like no you didn't do that you were looking mm-hmm. at a thesaurus to think of extra words like fancier words to just bury this guy i did love though that everyone on her side of the wedding gone before anyone on his side even stood up out of the chair her side gone every single chair empty they gave her yeah. like a standing ovation yeah and they, they just clapping and they were like see ya cole is still standing there like what just happened and the entire half of the wedding gone like yeah. a ghost i yeah. loved that girlies when you're first starting a business you have enough to worry about the stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more luckily for us shopify is here to help Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. 
Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Yeah, that was wild. I said to Dean that as someone who has had bad body image and like eating, disordered eating habits and all this stuff, when someone says absolutely anything about your body or about your eating habits, you take it a very different way. And I think that's how Zineb was because Dean and I said, even sometimes when he's like, oh, like be careful not to eat too much of that so that like your stomach doesn't hurt. He actually is making sure that my stomach doesn't hurt. But me taking it as someone who has had disordered eating, I'm like, what do you mean I shouldn't eat all this? Like, what do you mean? Like, are you telling me I'm fat? And it's a whole thing. So that's kind of what we think happened between Cole and Zineb. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, granted, he did suck. Yeah. Granted, she sucked. And, like, you put them both in a room and you could tell they hated each other and they were annoyed with each other all the time. And I was like, this is not... No way should this happen. You yeah. know? Like, yeah, horrible. No, 100%. And then, like... I'm kind of happy they put that cutie story in. Oh, I do too, because otherwise like, I think Cole would have been, like, number one villain. Oh, yeah. And the now they're like, okay, wait. him and ruined his life. Well, because she made it sound like she grabbed two cuties, and he goes, um, that's a lot of food. Yeah. Like, should you be eating that? When really he was like, we're going out for a massive dinner. Like, make sure you don't get too full. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a normal thing to say. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, it's so... I'm glad they added that so it kind of evened it out. I still think it's probably 70-30 like on Cole because he was kind of... I just don't think you go up to his there fiance was a build up. and say there was, like, a there was this up. other girl that I like more and she's way prettier than you and I like her more and I would have been with her. And like, it's like, well, maybe maybe don't do that. Like, you know, maybe don't let the intrusive thoughts win this time. Yeah. You know, so the thoughts and the thoughts. <laughs> Never let the thoughts beat you, you know? Okay. Okay. And then Matt and Colleen. Yeah, that guy's a psycho. He is a psycho. That guy's a full-on psycho. He needs anger management classes. She needs to relax on the whole ballerina thing. We get it. We got it. And this is coming from a girl who was a ballerina. Like, and I'm like, that's Who never talks about dancing, ever. Do I? I? I don't think so. I was like, I actually don't think I talk about dance that much at all. No. 
You talk about people from dance and you're just like, okay, so this person, I was like, I don't know who that is. You're like, oh, it's a person from dance. I'm like, oh, I have no idea. But that's yeah. about the extent of yeah. you talking about dance. I think I showed you a dance video literally for the first time like two days ago. Yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to Brianne's dad, Neil, because one time we watched this video of like all the dads doing a dance and he was killing it and he was so good. Mm -hmm. We had it up on the big screen. We all had our popcorn. It was amazing. So yeah, shout out to Neil. I loved it. That was so good. Yeah, it was good. He really loved that time. Oh, he killed it. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. He was the star of the show. He literally was percent. the star I'm of the show. I'm not even kidding. It was literally Yeah, him. they kept like putting him in the back because he was like the tallest. And yeah. then the, just everyone's eyes were to him. Yeah. He was the star. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Um, Matt and Colleen. Okay, I don't I know. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Do I think that she was like looking timid at the reunion? Yeah, but I don't know if it was necessarily because of Matt or if it was just she was nervous that she was going to be put in a bad light because of the whole Cole situation. But now that you mentioned like the fact that they had brought up the Matt thing and they had kind of gone in on now Matt and they just didn't show it, it's like maybe she... she was just a little bit upset that they kept like like piling on her like husband which like i get maybe, maybe. but like I, I think i think if i added up every little ounce of anger i've had my entire life and put it into like one singular moment i don't think it would ever even get to either of those two moments where he got yeah but you're a way more chill person yeah but that like, like you know how to cope with emotions <laughs> i don't know about that one yeah you do you yeah. know how to cope with emotions so well not when the Steelers lose. Oh my God! Stop. That kind of spirals me oh a little my bit, God. but it means I win my fantasy league, so oh that's my a win. God. But anyways, that's our Love Is Blind recap. Yeah, it had me heated. We were watching the whole thing, and every two seconds, I was like, "I hate him! I hate him!" We were literally him. watching the entire thing, and my best friend Chisholm posted literally her reaction to all these episodes. Unbelievable! And it was amazing, and we and watched every single one, and we were so invested in it, and we were waiting for her to finish all of them so we could talk with her about it, but like... But her reactions were live, which was the best part. You could literally <laughs> hear them be like, you could hear them in the background like going in on Bartise, and she's like, okay, so here's my thing on Bartise. I was like, you're not even pausing it. You're no, just going she's live like going with, with it. the show. It was amazing. Unbelievable. It was amazing. We're her biggest fans. Oh, yeah. We really are 100%, her biggest fans. like a Chisholm stan. Yeah. Yeah. We freaking love it. Queen. Absolute <laughs> queen. So, moving updates. We have none. No, what we do you literally... mean we have none? We got these giant boxes. Massive boxes that we haven't even opened yet. We don't know what's inside because B's mom sent us these boxes. I think they've got... Then they more have like boxes packing inside. kits or something. Yeah, yeah, so it's more boxes inside and stuff. So we have that. Also, okay, so when I moved from Edmonton, I sold all my stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Oh it was God. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. easy. People were like, oh, yeah, I'll come. I'll meet you. I'll get it. Whatever. Done. Cash in hand. So mm -hmm. fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. I throw stuff up on Facebook Marketplace here and instantly all of these things. And I was like, oh, cool. Amazing. People want to buy this. I look at them robots scams but and robots and they're scary. like they're like text me at this number and then they send like a picture yeah, of a, a message picture. like it's a message written out so it's the blue bubble but then they've taken a picture and they've sent the picture so i click on it and a picture pops up i'm like you didn't even type out the text message and then i just reply back i'm like i'm only going to communicate on facebook and yeah. then they remove themselves from the message and i'm like yeah okay but they didn't, they didn't I, go, like, just ignore it they just have to remove themselves like i'm a cop that i'm trying to like come down on them like what are we doing right now i warned him about this though because i tried to sell stuff on facebook marketplace when i was here and same thing so 
if anyone in America knows how you sell stuff, let us know because you guys are psycho on Facebook Marketplace. Like, if, we don't know what to do. If anybody in the Pittsburgh area wants a coffee table, a couch, a side table, a bedside table, only a one couch, though. Yeah. Only one bedside one table. One bedside table. Because, because the other one was on back order. And at a certain point, I said, we're just, yeah, we're Dean's just not, not going to get it. Enough. Dean isn't important Dean enough. Dean doesn't for get a bedside, a bedside table. table. Everything just goes on the floor. <laughs> He's got to reach six feet from the bed to grab anything. Oh, I'm yeah. thirsty in the middle of the night. I have to like lean over the freaking cliff. Oh my God. So if you want a bed, a mattress, or no, a mattress, a couch, yeah. a coffee table, a side table, a, chair, a bedside a table. A really comfy a chair. wonderful chair. And you yeah. live in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Please. And you're able to come pick it up because we can't really deliver 90% of the things. Yeah. That would be amazing. And I love you. So please... Hit up B, not me, yeah. B. Also, if you live in Toronto and you have any jobs in the social work field, hit up Dean Champanelli because... Or literally any field. Yeah, honestly, at this point, we're not even picky. Yeah, I'll do anything. We'll literally do anything. <laughs> if you're willing to buy male feet pictures, oh let God. me know. I'm your guy. Yeah. I'll get a pedicure or something because they're kind of ugly right now or yeah. just most of the time. Also, but actually, if you live in Toronto and you have any, um, like, recommendations on restaurants we should go to or, I don't know, like, workout classes or anything like that, please let us know. We want to know, like, as much as we possibly can about the city before we even get there. Yeah, things to but do, places to go. Also, keep in mind, we are Canadian, so places like Earl's and Local and Joey's... <laughs> We know, we yeah, know don't those suggest restaurants. Those, don't suggest like the lamest places ever. No, I... See, this is where Dean and I are going to fight again. I love Earl's. I love Earl's so much. My entire family loves it. Every time we go home, we order from it. I'm going to say, if I go home for a week, we probably order Earl's four times. Yeah, and, I, and I'm fine with Earl's. You're not, though. It's not four times a week. It's not even two times a week. It's once every like two months. Because it never changes. Mm -mm. It, it's always the same. Which Why is like, would you change perfection? It's literally it's amazing. It's not perfection. Dean, I get a poke bowl with a side of french fries. And then I get like a nice... What's my... What's the appetizer that we always have? I don't know. Have? I don't want to help you right now. If you really loved it this much, you'd remember. Well, like we'll get calamari or we'll get the buffalo cauliflower wings. Delicious. You're a podcast listener. And this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. So don't suggest Earl's. Or the little tacos, the little mini tacos. Yeah, don't suggest Earl's. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Get that out of my mentions. I'm okay with Earl's once in a while, but it's not a every single week thing. That's too much. That's too much. Hmm. It's way too much. Yeah. Okay. There's I don't places agree. I could eat every single Nando's. 
If there's Nando's oh in Toronto, God. let me know. I could eat Nando's every single day for the rest of my life, but Nando's is exceptional. Oh, let Earl's me tell you, people in Toronto, something that we are so angry about. So oh. Dean and I went to Target. Okay, we went to Target. We have these little ramen noodle packets that are from Momofuku. David Chang, right? Yep. David Chang is the chef. Dean loves him. Dean has the sneakers with the little logo of his brand on it. Like Dean is his, his book, everything. Yeah, Dean is his number one fan. And we were like, where are these Momofuku restaurants? There's one in Toronto, but unfortunately it is closing down December 23rd. Yeah, so I know I know that he's listening. So um, David Chang, Fuck please, you. no, whoa, kidding. she doesn't mean it. All right, relax, be cool. Relax. Okay, you're gonna make him hate us. Oh my god, stop. She didn't mean it. She loves you. She wishes you health, wealth, and happiness. Please just open up the one in Toronto again, please, please, please. Yeah, please. Also, or send me a care package. Oh, send us a care package with all ca- the ramen noodles. All the noodles and the chili crunch oh and the God, soy sauces. Oh my God, we eat sauces. it. We literally eat it every single day. Yeah, so so my friend Brienne here is very sorry. Say sorry, Brienne. Oh my God, stop. Say it. Dean, you're being annoying. Say it. Okay, whatever. Keep going. Continue <laughs> on. But yeah, so it's just amazing <laughs> and it's not going to be there and it leaves, closes like... A week and a half before we get to Toronto. Yeah. So I'm just heartbroken, just shattered. I was a shell of myself for the whole day I found out. It's no, all I'm I could not think even about. I'm not even trying to be dramatic. He actually was like in a really bad mood for well, two days. I talked about it like I brought it up like two or three different times throughout the day. He and then asked, at the end of the day like, I, he was like, For our first meal when we get to Toronto, can we please go sit at Momofuku and get some noodles? And then it's all I talked about all day. And then as I was cooking dinner, she's like uh, I have some bad news and she was like sitting on the couch scrolling on her phone and she found the article about it closing mm-hmm. and devastated. Yeah, it was a tough day. Tough day, but we persevered. We'll be okay. I don't know if I ever will be. <laughs> it's just like I just have to learn how to live with this like new normal of just like disappointment yeah. and heartbreak. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's devastating. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, something that Dean and I have been doing lately is we've been watching the show Drink Masters. Mm. And Dean and I think that we should be drink connoisseurs at this point. We want to try every single cocktail known to man. We want to try all these things with the smoke, with the weird, like, what are the other ones that they do? Like, they deconstruct it and then put it in a different molecular shape and it's a whole thing. Yeah, the molecular gastronomy of it all is really yeah. cool. And like the foams and the airs and yeah. all the different things. Yeah. But the only issue is we don't want to spend $50 on a cocktail. But we love the idea. We do love the idea. And I'd be idea. willing to. So if anybody wants to take Just us out make us and really one. show us the town yeah. and take us to a really cool bar mm-hmm. and pay for all of our drinks and our food, totally. you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. We swear I, we're fun. Yeah. Well, I'm fun. We swear we're fun. But it's actually, it's wild seeing how these people's brains work to make these cocktails that are like so intricate and cool. As Dean and I are sitting on the couch drinking our red wine that's like the most basic <laughs> red wine possible but yeah we've been loving that show it's, it's on best. netflix yeah unreal highly recommend watching it love it love it love it it just like it's so cool because like i'm a food guy so mm-hmm. just like all of the kind of like science behind it and stuff like gets me so excited yeah 
Well, and they cook food with it too. Like it literally is like they're making food. Yeah, One girl made a freaking Alaska. What is it? Baked Alaska. Baked Alaska. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're trying to like pair things and stuff. Like yeah. it's so cool. Like a little, a little mouthful of food to enhance the flavor of the drink. And I just think that that's so awesome. So yeah, highly recommend. We need season two um, yesterday. So please Netflix figure that out. And neither Dean or I really drink honestly that much. Like we'll have a glass of wine here and there, and that's kind of it. But this show is going to make us an alcoholic. <laughs> like, yeah. we literally have been sitting at home every night and we're like, oh, I would really love, like, a peach iced something with foam. Like, we were like, we literally like just really want to try for them all. I could casual, like, $45 cocktail. Like, that would be so nice right now. Yeah, that, like, they lift it up and the smoke comes out and, you know. Yeah, I want to see him, like, doing the shake. Oh, the shake is just, like, it's so beautiful. They slam the top on. They just go, and it's just beautiful. It's poetic. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so getting into today's episode, if you saw the title, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about fuckboys because before I started dating Dean, I definitely have had my fair share of fuckboys that I either talked to or quote unquote like had a thing with. But I started thinking about this topic because this week I actually posted a TikTok of Dean and it went viral and the whole premise of this TikTok about Dean was this week has been a little crazy with school, with HC. I've just been really stressed out. And so Dean decided to bake me cookies and he actually grabbed out the tripod, set up my camera and recorded him baking the cookies so that I could make a TikTok video of it. And then I took a video of him doing all of that and I shared it on TikTok and I said, this is something that younger me would have never assumed I would have someone so amazing in my life, especially looking at my track record leading up to Dean. I'm shocked that I have someone who's so, so amazing. And I started thinking about all these fuckboys that I talked to before I got to this point and what it was that kept me drawn to them and kept me attracted to them. And then I also want to talk about how do you get over them? Because I honestly feel like they're way harder to get over than someone that you've dated for a really long time or someone that gives you the affection and the love and attention that you actually deserve. Okay, so first, like, what is a fuckboy? What is a fuckboy? And I'm going to share kind of like what it is to me in particular, but I think a fuckboy is someone who won't commit, will talk to every single girl, but will also kind of give you the attention and affection when it's convenient for them and then retreat back when it's not. And there's someone who are going to play these mind games with you. And I'm 25. I'm 25. I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to settle down. Like I would not be okay with dating a fuckboy at this point in my life. Granted, everyone's different. Everyone has different things. I'm definitely a grandma and I'm in a very committed, loving relationship now. But when I was going through my phase between my first official boyfriend that I dated for three years, we broke up when I was 21. And then between that time and when I met Dean, I kind of went on a spiral. I went on a spiral. I went on a lot of dates with people. I was seeking out attention and affection from 
all the wrong people. And I have had my fair share of fuckboys. I mean, I dated one and it caused me to create an entire business and a whole brand. So we'll say thank you for that one. But I have definitely had my fair share. And the thing that I think that kept me so attracted to them is I wanted their attention. I wanted their attention when they wouldn't give it to me. I was like, well, what can I do to get it? And it sort of became a game in my head. And I was like, I want to have this excitement. And because they're fun, it's a fun, it's exciting. And you want that almost you want that drama, which is like a really bad mentality, but I kind of like that drama. And I kind of like that. Well, I don't really know what's going on. I want the excitement. I want to get excited when they send me a text. I want to get excited when they reply to my story or when they tell me I look nice. But then on the other side, when they retract back and they retreat, the psychological aspects of that and the mental aspects of that are so fucked up and it really put me in a bad headspace. But so I loved the chase. I loved the chase of it and I never wanted someone who was boring and that was my thing and I thought every nice guy was boring and the fuck boys caused more excitement and more thrill and more fun and I needed to chase them and it's almost like when you say you're Okay, so if you're a girl, you've probably experienced this, but I will have a friend group when I was in high school and some of the girls would be mean to me. And because they were mean to me, me being such a people pleaser and wanting everyone to like me made me try even harder to get their affection and to get their approval. And I honestly think it's the same with boys. And I was coming from such a place of lack in my own mental state and in my own life that I was trying to get the approval of these boys because they were basically telling me that they didn't like me and they were basically telling me that I was just like one out of 10 girls that they were either hooking up with or talking to or seeing or whatever. But that made me want to become number one. Also, a really bad mentality I had was... I thought I could change people. I thought I could change them. I thought I was going to be the it girl that could literally take a really, really shitty guy who didn't know what he wanted and I could make, I could become the person to make him to commit. Spoiler right now, like that's not actually probably going to happen unless you're like one in a million. But the guy that I dated before Dean, he was the epitome of not wanting to be in a relationship. He was the epitome of, he was only talking to me. Well, that was one of his good characteristics, but he literally would say to me, like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't think I commit, can commit. I don't want to do this. But then he would treat me like I was his girlfriend. And then I thought I could be the person to make him want to be in a relationship. I thought I could be that person. And so literally on Halloween one night, we got into a fight. He said he didn't want to see me. He said he didn't want to like talk to me, all this stuff. And I took Halloween candy to his house. I drove it to his house and he opened the door and he was like, why the fuck are you here? 
And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. But that was me trying to get his approval. That was me wanting his affection and wanting him to admit that he liked me and he wouldn't do it. And that caused the most, probably the most psychological damage I've ever had in my entire life being in that relationship. Because one, it made me feel way less than who I actually am. And the fact that some man not even man, some boy made me feel less than is something that I will never let happen again. Okay, so why don't we go for the nice guy? Why don't we go for the guy who's actually telling us that they like us? Because we want that excitement, because we don't want to be bored. But I'm going to tell you right now that once you find the right person and the person who actually does tell you that they like you and who isn't like a scary type of person, like way too affectionate, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's gonna mesh. When I met Dean, he never once showed me or told me that he like didn't like me. And I heard the saying that if a boy likes you, you'll know. And if he doesn't like you, you'll be confused. And that's something that I've always kept in my head. Because how many boys have you talked to or dated where you're like, I'm not sure if they like me. I don't know what's going on. No, they just, they don't. They don't like you because boys are so simple and they're going to show it and they're going to basically tell you that they're into you. And when I started dating Dean, because he was the right person and because he told me that he liked me and he was showing it to me, I never thought it was boring. I never thought any part of it was boring because he is the person that like just meshed with me and made me feel comfortable, made me feel confident, but it wasn't one of these other guys that was too much and was too aggressive with how much they cared for you. You know what I mean? So it just worked out perfect. If you're currently talking to a fuck boy or you're with a fuck boy or you broke up with a fuck boy, I'm going to tell you how to get over them. And the first thing I want you to do is think, is this someone that you would want your daughter to date? If you had a daughter and your daughter brought home this man, would you be proud? Would you be scared? Would you be like, why are you taking this shit? You don't need to. If yes, then dump him. If yes, then we're finding someone new because that was my big thing. Also, is this someone that you want to raise your children with? Like, is this someone that you want their dad to be this person? Probably not. And then you need to find someone else. You have to trust that someone better is going to come along. And that was my biggest thing is I never wanted to let go of these people because I never knew if someone better was going to come. But the entire time that I was holding on to them and they were treating me like shit, I was literally just manifesting that horrible situation for myself. You have to completely cut them off. You have to completely let go and start to heal yourself and work on yourself in order to manifest someone way better for you. And it's a very scary thing to cut them off. It's a very scary thing to completely cut ties. 
if you need to block them, block them. If you need to delete them on everything, do it because the liberation and the freedom that you're going to feel after is so much better. And I'm not going to lie at the very beginning. Once you do this, you're probably going to have a breakdown. You're probably going to feel sad. You're going to be confused. You're going to want to go back. Don't cut it off. That's it. You're done. And you're going to feel so much better, but with, with time, it'll take time. Everything that happens in life takes time. And you just need to trust in the fact that you will get through the breakup. You will get through the ending things or ending the talking stage and you'll feel so much better after. I think the hardest part of ending things with a fuck boy at least for me, was that I idealized him. I idealized him. I wanted him to be a certain person. Were his actions showing me that he was that person? No. But in my head, I kept thinking, okay, this is what our future could look like. Okay, this is how he would act. Once I change him and I make him a better person, this is how it would be. And so you create this idea of who this person is, and that's the hard part to let go. It has nothing to do with who they are as a person. It literally has to do with how you're imagining them to be. And that was the biggest thing that I had to learn. And that was the biggest thing that I needed to click in my head. Because even my mom said when I was dating the biggest fuck boy I know, when I was literally with him, my mom said, if you can't change anything about him and you have him right now how he is, would you want to be with him? And the answer was no, because he was shitty and treated me like shit and made me feel horrible about myself and was just not the person that I would want to end up being with. But I had to come to that realization that this is just who this person is. This is who they are. This is the reality. And I had to get out of my own head and I had to stop fantasizing who I wanted them to be because they're probably never going to be that person. I also think it's the hardest thing ever to break up with someone who you never actually have officially dated Again, because you're idealizing a relationship with them. When you've dated someone for three, four years, you know their mannerisms, you know how they act, you've spent holidays together, you've gone on trips, you've met their friends, you've done all this stuff. But when you're in the talking stage with someone, especially a fuckboy, you idealize, okay, I'm going to meet their friends. This is what our relationship could be with. Like, okay, this is how Christmas could be. Oh, I could go meet his family and do this and this and this. And that's what's hard to let go. It's not actually hard to let go the person. It's hard to let go all these memories that you're thinking you'll create. And that's something that you have to, one, acknowledge that it's not actually them. It's your fantasy of them and the life that you could have and the relationship that you could have. And second, realize how much happier you're going to be when you have all these memories with someone who actually validates you and someone who actually likes you and someone who treats you the way that you deserve to be treated. For me personally, I just got to a point in my life where I was like, I am too mentally unstable to try to have a relationship with a boy who literally one doesn't know what he wants two talking to a whole bunch of girls three literally doesn't treat me the way I deserve to be treated and I just was so mentally unstable that I was like why would I ever want to be a part of this 
And obviously everyone has to come to the realization on their own. And obviously it's a very scary thing to cut off ties with someone you're talking to and it's a hard thing to do. But I found for me personally, once I did that, I found the person that I'm going to marry and I found the person who treats me the most amazing way possible. And everyone on TikTok is freaking in love with Dean and I don't blame them, but he is so amazing. And I just, being in a relationship where you feel comfortable and you aren't stressed out every morning about if they're going to text you back or not is the best feeling in the entire world because I went a full I'm gonna say year and a half being stressed out every single morning if they're gonna text back if they're going to get mad at me for something if they're gonna be talking to other girls if they're going to pull back and just not want to see me anymore like I can't deal with that drama anymore. Like that was just too much for me, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Like my brain was just not, not okay. If you have a fuck boy in your life right now and you're too scared to cut ties, send me their profile and I'll do it for you. Send me their profile on Insta and I will send them a message that they're done because going into 2023, we're only focusing on healthy, happy relationships. And that's literally what we're doing. I don't care what, I don't care what your situation is right now. We are all going to take this oath that we are going to only focus on relationships that fuel us, that are kind and considerate and loving and healthy and happy. That can even go with friends. I don't care. We can cut out our friends. We'll talk about that later. But we are going to only do stuff that puts us in a good mood, that benefits us, that makes us feel confident. And if you're talking to a fuck boy and he's not giving you what you need, cut him off. We're done. Cut them out. I don't care. It's over. And that's how we're going into 2023. But keep in mind, they will come back. Keep in mind that the minute you cut them off, they're going to come back. And the reason for this is that their ego is bruised. The reason for this is that they thought they had you kind of under their thumb or whatever that saying is. And you're not doing what they're asking anymore. You're not giving them attention. You're not giving them that effort. You're not putting in this work into this quote unquote relationship anymore. And so what they're going to do is they're going to try and push back. They're going to come back. They're going to like your stories. They're going to like your Insta posts. They might send a text. They're going to do all these things to try and get you back within their grasp. And you need to stand firm. You need to stand firm. You need to still cut them out and you need to put yourself first. You need to prioritize your own mental health in the situation and you are not going to give in. Granted, I will mention that I definitely gave in multiple times when I got a fuck boy off and he came back and he did a little circle back into this relationship and I definitely went back and I had to do the whole process over again. And that happens. It does. But at a certain point, you're going to realize, why the fuck am I still doing this? And you need to stand firm and you need to cut it off. People come back all the time, friends come back, everyone comes back, and it's just how you handle it that matters. Honestly, I use it almost to like fuel me sometimes. Like when 
a fuckboy comes back and like starts messaging me or trying to like hit me up again or whatever, I use it as fuel of like, oh shit. Yeah. So I'm doing great. So like, I'm doing so good in life that now you want to come back and okay, amazing. And I just use it as fuel and I just don't reply and I leave it. And that's how I go on. But I think to myself, yeah, because I'm the best person that you would ever get. Yes, because I'm the best friend that you would ever get or the best employee you'd ever get or whoever ends up circling back. I always just think to myself, I'm the best. I'm the absolute best. Hence why they're circling back. And I just keep going about my day and that's my mentality for it. And it's worked so far. So take it and just know that you're the shit. And that's why people are coming back to you. You don't have to engage with it. I'd actually recommend that you don't, but use it to build your confidence and use it to realize just how fucking cool you really are. But that is today's episode on why we don't fuck with fuck boys. Also, a big thanks to Dino for coming on to today's podcast. It's a little ironic because he's absolutely the complete opposite of a fuck boy. So it's wild to have him on today's episode. But I know how much you guys love having him on here. I love having him come and share his stories and share his opinions on Love is Blind. So let me know if you want him to come back anytime soon. But please be sure to like this podcast, rate it, subscribe, follow the Instagram, join the group chat, send it to your friend, send it to your best friend who's dealing with a fuck boy right now. Just send the episode and don't say anything. Send it to the fuck boy himself. And this can be your way of basically telling him he's done. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.